Next on BYU Sports Nation, how the Big Ten Network and cord cutting can directly impact BYU's potential Power 5 inclusion. The greatest receiver to come through BYU, Austin Colley, tells us what he expects from Dylan and how the 2008 Cougars would fare against this year's schedule. Mission Impossible 6 comes out tonight, and we've got six missions possible for BYU football. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, July 26th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who knows how to make a good one-handed grab when it comes to baseball, Jerem Jordan. So our boy, uh, Roxy Bernstein, friend of the program, uh, was calling a game on the radio for the Oakland A's uh, in Texas for the, against the Rangers. Foul ball comes off the bat of Joey Gallo. Into the box, one-handed stab by our guy, Roxy. What a play. And he was doing play-by-play to it. He's like, the 2-1 to Gallo fouled back. And I caught it. Yeah, up in this area, <laughs> and, and I caught it. <laughs> One-handed. I, I messaged Roxy, and he said, oh, Gallo made it easy. It just came to me. And then I asked him, what was the velocity off the bat? I haven't heard back from Roxy. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that well, thing was coming in hot, though. I'm surprised the uh, – boom, one-handed. And man. to Roxy Bernstein's credit, he said, where's a kid? Where's a kid with oh, a mitt? Oh, and he found a little girl with a mitt. Immediately yeah. after he catches it, he has the wherewithal. To That's locate a good. kid and give the foul ball to Let's a kid. Let's be honest. It wouldn't have been a bad thing had he kept that one. You know what I mean? But the best thing you can do is to give it to a kid. Is to share it with a child. Yeah. That's why I always take my children to those games so I can keep the ball. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen where, like, one of the, uh, what's the mom Kardashian's name? She Chris. Chris. She goes to a she goes to a game and like fights a little kid for a ball and keeps it. And I was like, come on. You can't do boo. Tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. You can learn a lot about a person as to whether they would share the ball. <laughs> like if you have your kids there, that's your kid's ball. You know what I mean? But if it's just like you and your wife, you gotta give that ball up. In that instance, it's not wise to keep up with the Kardashians. Okay? <laughs> yeah, c- correct. Give I, the ball to a kid. I don't try to keep up with them. Trust me. And congratulations to Roxy Bernstein. Yeah. I'm not sure it'll ever get better than that in terms of you making an actual play while you're calling a game. Yeah, typically the broadcasters, play-by-plays, are in there because they're not good enough to have played. But, dude, Roxy's got, uh, he's got the, the human mitt. He's got the quick glove. He's Ooh. a hockey player, too. That's right. There you quick go. Quick wrists. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We are exactly one week away from the start of BYU football fall camp. They report in six days. They practice one week from today. When they We report, talk about practice, not a game. When they report, as we outlined yesterday, you get your equipment. Get all your stuff. It's Christmas in August. Boring for us. I want to see practice. Practice starts one week from today. That being said, Jerem, what do we expect to learn from the three weeks of fall camp that we don't already know? There's a lot. Who's the starting quarterback for one? What kind of offense will BYU run? You know, and, and listen, it's not all about just figuring out who the starter is. 
BYU needs to figure out who number two, three, four is. Because listen, if I'm Joe Critchlow, Zach Wilson, Bo Hodge, Tanner Mangum, I don't think Tanner Mangum would slide past two. But if I'm the fourth guy, do I consider transferring? I would hope not, but these guys are hungry. It's 2018 and whatnot. I hope everyone stays, you know, but is Bo Hodge possibly playing running back? I'm intrigued to learn that. Uh, what's the pecking order of the running backs? Is Zach Katoa the main guy? What Where does Squally Canada fit into this? Where does KJ Hall fit in? Where does Riley Burt fit in? There's a lot of questions. Who is playing quarterback? We know the group, but we don't know who's starting. Like, who, who are the two guys that if you put Troy Warner or Diane Gamulaku at safety are going to play quarterback? And is this defensive line finally the Kalani Satsaki, Elisa Tuiaki D-lines that they had at Utah? Like, can there be some dominance in there to where BYU doesn't have to blitz as often and can get to the quarterback and can change the game quickly? I have a lot of questions. Those are some of the main ones. But I'm very excited to see what answers we'll get. We aren't going to get definitive answers after fall camp per se. You and I after fall camp last year and everybody, think about it. We didn't think, oh, man, BYU's in for an epically bad year. No, that's we because we saw that. a comfortable Tanner Mangum yeah. in year two of Ty Detmer's offense. Didn't translate to the field, clearly. It, it doesn't always manifest itself, it being greatness or terrible play. In fall camp, it takes about half a season to know what you really are. That according to the, uh, the wisdom of a doctor, Dr. Robert and I. Just because you're a good <laughs> practice player doesn't mean that you will be a good game player. Jake Keeps was first-team All-American practice player. But when the rush was on, it, it was just a different story for The Jake. speed of the game you cannot simulate in practice. So, oh, sure you can. College football 2014. I played a game yesterday, BYU versus Cal. Got the W. You know, I simulated the speed of the game, <laughs> says the nerd loser. The two biggest question marks for me, obviously, yeah, the quarterback race. How is that all going to shape out? We don't know. That is the number one question that is being asked is who's going to be the starting quarterback and then what's the pecking order after that? So get in line with the rest of everyone when it comes to BYU football about who is going to be the quarterback. Number two, how much of the offense will we even see in fall camp? Right. The media is allowed, typically, a portion at the end. You're not watching the whole practice. And at what will Jeff Grimes reveal in the portions that the media can even see? How much will we even know that much? That, that to me, is a kind of a mystery because they've been so quiet and tight-lipped about it. How and much are they actually going to reveal? And that's after spring ball with a chance to watch. We're multiple. We're multiple. What does that mean? What, what do you do well? I do multiple things well. I haven't told you anything. We I, don't, want we don't know. To, I want to learn about what the offense is going to be like. I don't know that we will, even through fall camp, depending on what and, is given to the media to see. And you think everything's going to be revealed against Arizona? No, it's going to take, I'm telling you, it's going to take like half a season, man. That it does. Uh, you know what won't take very much longer, Jerem? The show? Countdown to the Wildcats. 37. 37 days away. That's what won't take a long time. Hmm. Is the countdown to game number one. BYU at Arizona. Early September. Great 37s in BYU football history. Ethan Pochman. Yeah, good kicker. Thank you for making my first ever trip to Las Vegas a happy one, Ethan. Vic Sooto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mitch Payne. Couple of kickers on this list. And Alema Fatissimanu. Yeah, who is in the back. Ty Detmer rap. Yes, he is. And he's back on the staff, which is great.
Lavelle Edwards Stadium is debuting new banners on the west side of the facility featuring former players Jim McMahon, Fred Warner, and some, some guy named Dennis Pita. If BYU had gone with current <laughs> players instead of former ones, who would you want to see up there? I think you have to go with the freshman All-American, right? Matt Bushman had the most noteworthy season of any BYU football player. For sure. So Matt Bushman, number one. I'm going to go a little bit off the radar for a guy who I think is going to be in the NFL, calling my shot here, Kyrus Tonga. Okay? That's not much of a shot. I'm just saying, typically a nose guard doesn't get to be on a banner on the side of a stadium, right? Yeah. That's not the shot, though. Your shot was that he'd be in the NFL? That one's... That he'll be good enough to deserve a banner. Like his oh, okay. game as a nose tackle will be good enough yeah. to yeah. earn himself a banner on yeah. the side of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah. That's hard to do because you're typically a block eater, right? I think Kyrus Tonga will Better be than able, a death eater. will be able to make an impact enough that I'd put him on the side of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And then number three, I want to go with a receiver. But I, I was like, ah, oh, maybe Dylan Colley, but he cannot put he, him he up there. You no. can't because he went to Hawaii, right? Like, not yet. Oh, wait. He's a senior. I think he's yeah, the, he can't go. I think he's the best receiver top to bottom in terms of a complete skill set that BYU has right now. Mm. But the big playmaker Micah last Simon, year was Micah Simon. <laughs> and that's who I'm going with. Micah Simon is my okay. third. He was the big play receiver for BYU last year hmm. in a season that didn't have very many big plays. Okay, because you don't have a quarterback that you've ID'd, you can't put a quarterback no. up. No. Like, you couldn't put Tanner Mangum up. Because, what if Joe Critchlow's the starter? Because what if your odds-on favorite, apparently, Joe Critchlow <laughs> is the guy, right? Um, I would put Sione Takitaki, Corbin Kafusi, and Matt Bushman. I think those are three of your top four or five faces of the program. I think Butch Pau is a face of the program. I think Squally Canada could go up there. That would be a safe bet. What if he's not the starter? But I don't know. Starter doesn't matter. It's who has the most carries. Like, who's the main guy? But he's a safe bet in terms of, yeah, he's probably going to be at least one of the top a contributor. two contributor. Yeah. But I would go with those three guys. You know, Taki Taki, Kafusi, and Bushman. I, think I like those, that. Those are, those are popular. Like, <clears throat> if you line all these guys up and you say, BYU fans, whose autograph do you want? Those are three of the top, like, five or six guys outside of the quarterbacks, I think. Because everyone wants the quarterback's autograph. Am I right? There's a picture from BYU Football Photo Day of Kairos Tonga, like, screaming with his mouth open. That's the picture that I had envisioned. I've never as, screamed with my mouth closed. As the, as the banner, with his mouth, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was just thinking how I would do that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's the picture I'm thinking about for a potential banner for Kairos Tonga. But I like Micah Simon, Matt Bushman, yeah. a couple of playmakers. Fred Warner all over it this morning, by the way. Put on his Instagram story, like, hashtag blessed, when he, <laughs> because he's up there. Well, he deserves well done. it. He deserves it. Well done. I don't know if one of those guys deserved it up there, though. Let's be honest. Jerem, Yahoo Sports recently released an article talking about the Big Ten Conference and their growing concern that cord cutting might infiltrate their big money earning opportunity, meaning that people are going to stream things instead of continue their cable subscriptions and their satellite TV subscriptions which takes away from the almighty dollar, which drives college football. So how does cord cutting, and specific to a conference television station, affect BYU's odds to make it into a Power 5 conference? Okay, one would think that this could burst the TV rights bubble. There's a lot of money in college football. Less money because of fewer viewers. So far, everyone seems to 
still trying to be able to figure out how to monetize the digital streaming a bit, right? Like ESPN Plus has the app. How many people do you know that have purchased said ESPN Plus app for five bucks a month? I don't know. Like I have traditional television still, or aka the linear product as opposed to the non-linear digital product, okay? I don't think fewer people are watching. I just think maybe people are starting to watch differently. I don't know that many people that are streaming a lot of college football games consistently because if you want to interact with, say, social media or your friends, you are behind the linear product. So it's, it's I do stream a lot of games, but I'm not looking to interact. If you're looking to interact, linear is where it's at. Okay? The issue is that the Big Ten Network is moving to a more expensive tier within Comcast specific to the article. That's not up to the Big Ten. That's up to Comcast. They can put it where they want it. Comcast it is saying, okay, well, we're not getting enough demand for it, so we're going to slide this back and put it on to, like, an extra package. And they're taking it out of certain markets just totally. Like taking non-Big Ten yes. markets. Yes. You know what's interesting with all these TV rights? The Longhorn Network was one of the first. Well, you know who was the first? It was the first conference to do this. It was the Mountain West. It was the Mountain the painful experience that we all had. The but, reason but BYU the is probably independent. The, for that. the reason this program even exists, probably, is because BYU is an independent, right? And there's been more demand for BYU's product as an independent nationally. Now BYU is in a position where this could affect them. If there's fewer dollars because of TV rights and cord cutting and digital consumption as opposed to linear and perhaps people aren't willing to pay as much for that monthly subscription. Perhaps there's not a need to expand when the TV contracts are up and get newer teams to add because maybe the addition isn't the return on investment that we all thought it might be. The whole that would be a bad thing for BYU. Yes. The Cougars need the money to be there and for a domino to fall in, say, the SEC or the Big Ten and or the ACC because then the Big 12 or the Pac-12 would say, okay, we have to react and add teams. That's how BYU gets in. And it's going to be the Big 12, the Pac-12, or some random conference created again. The Mountain West was that situation. We, okay, old wax, 16 teams. We don't want that. Let's pull from the Big West. Let's pull from the leftovers of the SWAC. And let's pull from the Mountain West a little bit and form the, or the WAC. And let's form a nice Mountain West conference. Perhaps that's in the cards in the future. Who knows? The whole play for the Big 12 during the dog and pony show of potential expansion was based on getting more money from TV providers right. if you add more teams. It was contractually in there. Can the pot be bigger by adding two teams? Now it's like, well, if people aren't going to pay for it, then the TV providers are not going to give the conferences more money. Why would they do that? So then perhaps expansion doesn't happen at all. I think right now, that would be bad for the BYU. trend of cord cutting, BYU's best opportunity to get into a Power 5 conference is just shifting of teams from one conference to another. I don't know that it has to be expansion. I just think that maybe a couple of teams fall out or if there's a new TV contract and the TV provider says, well, you're not getting good ratings from these schools or these programs or whatever, or if... Let's say Texas and Oklahoma decide to jump to the Pac-12, and that leads some some spots open in the Big 12. Yeah, Texas ain't moving. 
As long as they have that contract with ESPN, they're getting 15 a mil for the Longhorn I, Network. I don't like, know what's going to happen like, in 2024. They're the king. They're, they're the big fish in that pond. They don't need to. I don't know what's going to happen in 2024, but the more movement, the better. I don't think that movement necessarily has to mean expansion. It just has to have movement. Teams just have to move conferences, and that's kind of what makes all the dominoes fall. There has to be a need to add teams. And if there is, hopefully BYU's in the mix. BYU's waiting as a divorcee yes. from the Mountain West you can subtract, for a suitor. You can subtract from a conference, thus creating the need to add a team like BYU. I don't see teams subtracting unless there's Baylor actually gets the boot from the Big 12 for the off-the-field issues. Again, I don't know what's going to happen as let's be honest, we they're not the only down team on these TV contracts. Issues. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, with cord-cutting... Why would you expand? What's what's the what's the need to expand a conference if the TV trend is people are spending less and less money on these big major networks? FS1 for in the traditional out. way, there FS1. needs to be a monetization of the digital product, and then you can maintain what you're doing. It's, nobody's figured that out to the degree they need to. We're yet. talking about Fox Sports One, major network, right? Fox Sports One, along with the Big Ten Network, is being slid to a more expensive package. Fox Sports One. On one particular provider. It's not everybody. A major provider, no right. less. Yeah. But still, like if that's the trend, that's not good for teams that are hoping to get in through expansion of yeah. conferences. You just change a provider. <laughs> just go get Dish if you don't want Comcast, if you want the Big Ten. Well, and who's to say you know? that other you know providers I mean? won't do the same thing? I, I don't know. If the money's not there... And that's where BYU TV, that we're doing the best we can, okay? We can't control where HD, we are in HD everywhere. We are in HD every single show, all the time, out, right, that's been produced since like 2011 here. There's digital formats, apps, the website, and so on, that you can consume this channel if your provider isn't in HD. It's there for you. And it's free, by the way. It's free. All right, we've got the conversation rolling. We want to invite you to join us on social media, whether you choose to do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or if you can find some other new method. I don't know. Is MySpace still working? I think that's for bands. Do we have a BYU Sports Nation MySpace page? We should create one. Our question of the day, what three current players, in light of the new three banners at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, would you like to see right now on the side of LES? Time to hear from you. This is Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. In from Instagram, at Max Custer. Tanner Mangum, he deserves it. Butch Pau and Corbin Kafusi, they've earned it. Based on BYU's recent history, probably want to stick to graduated players which is what they've done. Yeah. Wait, I don't think you understand the question. It's just if. Yeah, it's a hypothetical question for sure. But Tanner Tanner Mangum deserves it. I don't know that it's in BYU's best interest to put a quarterback up there right now. Listen, in three weeks they could. Sure, yeah. When they name the starter? Yeah, but there's a sponsorship associated with that banner, and so uh, you put them up, right? You put up a guy like Fred Warner. Yeah, you can't miss putting up Jim McMahon and Fred Warner, right? <laughs> and Dennis Pitta. No, I was going to say, you're not going to mention Dennis Pitta? Wait, Dennis was one of the greatest tight ends we've ever had here. He's fantastic. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Nothing but love for my, my guy, DP. <laughs> Except we don't have time for him on this program. Surely. 
Everything but that. Coming up, what's the chance Team that makes it to the quarterfinals of the basketball tournament tomorrow? And the great Austin Colley. He's a guy that could have his banner on the side of the stadium and has had his banner on the side of the stadium. He's going to join us to talk about what would equal success for BYU football this season and expectations for his little brother, Dylan. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. One week from today is our BYU Sports Nation Fall Camp Preview Show. Check it out Thursday, August 1st, noon Eastern. You know what time it is. We're going to preview the depth chart, who we think's in, what we expect from Fall Camp, burning questions, all coming up next Thursday. At some point, we will make some predictions that we will be held accountable for as well during the build-up to the season. Hopefully not, let's be honest. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation always open on social media. You can follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you would like to converse with us. Answer our question of the day. What three current BYU football players would you like to see on the side of Lavelle Edwards Stadium? There are new banners, Fred Warner, Jim McMahon, Dennis Pitta, so great stars of the past. But if you had to put current players on the side, who would you go with? At BYU underscore game day in on Twitter. Tanner Mangum, Bo Hodge, and Joe Critchlow. You just put three quarterbacks up. <laughs> it would only Zach add, Wilson's angry. Yeah, they continue. It would only add to the quarterback race competition. I could totally see fans saying, well, Mangum is in the middle banner, so he must be the starter. I would say whoever the far left one or is. Or Critchlow good. is the first, yes. so maybe it's him. Hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> so, Send in more of your responses. So ridiculous. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, a man who caught a bunch of passes from different BYU quarterbacks, Austin Colley, NFL player, and as I mentioned, one of the best to ever put on a BYU uniform. Austin, great to have you back on the show. Thanks, fellas. How are we doing? Oh, great, and awesome. we, we just want to start with this. How are you enjoying your new lucky BYU Sports Nation socks? Uh, some of the comfiest socks I've ever put on, to be honest with you. My, my, game, on the, uh, my game on the course completely changed as soon as I put those socks on. <laughs> Last week you played in a, in a tournament there uh, with BYU you know, corporate sponsors. Um, so you put on these socks, and then what happens? Describe to us uh, the miraculous event. I, I, I put at least 30 more yards on my drive. Not kidding. <laughs> that a baby. Who knew socks could make that difference, right? Well, when they're as comfy as these, I, I feel like I need to be getting some sort of royalty, though. <laughs> because I, I, I'm, I, I'm starting to sound like an infomercial here on these socks. We're, we're really cheap. We thought socks would be enough. <laughs> <laughs> At least you want a Roku for hitting a good shot, right? Exactly, exactly. Austin Colley with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, everybody's interested to know what's uh, the latest happening in the professional life of you right now. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, right now I'm uh, uh, working with a Canary Concussion and Canary Speech, which is a, a speech and language company, and, and uh, identifying various biomarkers correlating with certain illnesses and ailments. And, and right now I'm focused on uh, kind of doing that with concussion. Right, so we can have uh, more information about concussions and pr- provide more information to help trainers and uh, athletic staff make uh, make the right decision on whether a player should return to play or how long the uh, uh, recovery process will be, and, and to be able to track and manage their concussion uh, uh, protocol. 
Certainly important in the game today, and it's only going to become more important. Absolutely. Uh, your brother Dylan, he's back at BYU. Um, what do you expect from him this season? I think a lot of us are really excited to see a collie in a BYU uniform again. Uh you know, I, 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 I expect big things, right? Like, uh, you know, I have uh, high expectations. You know, I, I, uh, I think he has high expectations. Um, but, uh, you know, it's going to be fun, man. We're, we're, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, – we're going to try and make every game possible because it's going to be a while before we start going to college football games again, at least having somebody play college football. Um, uh, so it's uh, uh, you know, I expect big things. What are the conversations like with Dylan as he prepares for his final season of college football? Um, you know, it's it, it's fun because you know, for me, it's it's uh, it's a way for me to kind of get my football fix right. Um, every day, you know, we we uh, we're looking at film, and and uh, you know, we've been doing that for quite a while. Um, and, and it'll ramp back up as soon as uh, camp starts. Um, and it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll be able to bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, Dylan's knowledge of the game is, is far more uh, advanced uh, when I was his age, right? I mean, you know, I, I didn't have nearly the amount of knowledge that he has about the football game. So um, uh, it's fun to talk with him because he understands it. And, and uh, uh you know, I'm able to pick his brain. He's able to pick mine, and yeah, it's great. You're clearly a strong resource of knowledge for Dylan and for other football players. I know you've joked that you could never coach. Would you ever consider being like an analyst or someone that you, you sat down with someone and broke down film just to keep that football fix? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe I, I don't know. I, I think uh, uh, you know. I, I definitely try to look for ways to kind of get that that football fix. Um, but again, you know, I, I to me, it's uh, uh, you know what I'm doing now is is my ultimate priority, and and uh, I can't have my feet you know one foot in and one foot out. It's got to be two feet in at all times. So uh, any free time that I have, I usually try to make sure it's uh, getting better at, at whatever that main priority is, right? Austin, the, uh, you played on a, a 2004 team that was talented but ended up with a losing record. Then you came oh. back from your mission. 07-08 were tremendous seasons, 11 wins, 10 wins, some of the best teams we always fielded in, in a while. What were some of the differences you noticed in, say, the 04 team versus the 07 and 8 team? Um, I think the 04 the team, we had a young, young team, man. Right, like Beck was just off back off his mission. Um, you know, I, I think uh, we had a lot of great players, um, but everybody was young, right? We had a lot of freshmen and sophomores playing, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, that that year we played a lot of good teams, right? I think we played, you know, we played SC at home, probably one of the best college football teams to ever play football, right? You had Reggie Bush and Matt Leinert and. Uh, uh, and, and then, you know, uh, every week was a, was a pretty much a challenge. And when you have such young, young guys that haven't had much experience, it's kind of hard to kind of mesh and put it all together. And I think, you know, you know, seven and Oh eight with Max and Harvey and myself and Dennis, um, and Keel and Nixon and, 
you know, all these guys. I, I think uh, uh, I think we just mesh more. We mesh better, right? Like we 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 did things together. Um, we made sure to put in the time uh, out of practice, after practice, um, and uh, you know, we just had that kind of unique chemistry, and, and uh, that's hard to that's hard to build or hard to develop, right? Is that that kind of bond, that kind of chemistry, where uh, you know you know you're always going to be on the same page. So, um, uh, I don't know. I, and, and, and we had a lot of experienced guys. We had a lot of leadership on that team as well. So, Austin Colley with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're discussing BYU football when he played and now how maybe the Cougars can turn things around with some of the characteristics that uh, you noticed on the great teams that you played on. So, if you were going to give some advice to this team about leadership and that chemistry, what would you say to this BYU football team? You know, I'd say doing the bare minimum isn't going to do it, right? It never has. Um, and as far as the leadership goes, there's got to be somebody that's that's vocal, that's kind of steering the ship, right? You can't uh, you can't always have guys wanting to just lead by example. You got to have somebody who's vocal. You got to have somebody that you can look to, right? Um, uh, you know, that's why that's why Max was so great, right? You, you could look to Max, and you, you always counted on Max kind of pulling us out, man. I mean, the, the fire that that guy had, um, uh, you, you you know, that tone and that attitude kind of sets the precedent for the entire team. So, um, it, you know, and it, it usually has, you know, usually has to be a quarterback, right? Because that's the guy that's going to have the ball in his hands the majority of the time. That's the guy that's going to um, have every opportunity to kind of turn it around for you. So, uh, as long as as long as these guys have some vocal leaders, especially on offense, that are going to get the team going, hold guys accountable, um, and that they're going to put in the, the the time, the extra time to get better, right? I, I think uh, we'll see a big difference uh, this year, you know, uh, and, and a far better offense, especially than last year. Let's finish with this, Austin. The 2018 schedule is certainly tough. Uh, you- you know, you have five power fives, four on the road. You're playing at top ten teams, Washington and Wisconsin. If the 07 or 08 teams played against this schedule, how do you think you guys do in a 12-game uh, regular season? I think we do pretty good. I mean, man, we're, we're, in 08, I think the highest we were ranked was, I want to say, seventh in the country, right? But we played – that year we played TCU – who ended up going to a BCS game. We played Utah, who ended up going to a BCS game. Um, uh, who else did we play? Uh, I think we had a, we had another team that was pretty pretty stacked that, that uh, we played against. But um, you know, played at uh, Washington, they ended up not being the greatest team. But you beat UCLA. No, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty nine nothing's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think I, I think we uh, uh, you know I, I I think we get ten wins at least right nine wins at least we we're, we're pretty darn good man you know I, I I've watched film uh, you know watching film with Mike and watching film with Dylan you know I've watched some OA film and you know we we were pretty dang good back then and and uh, uh, we could have been uh, had had we not had um, you know. Two of the best, 
teams that year on our schedule in, in TCU and, and uh, in Utah, man, we could have been, you know, we could have been right there at the, in that BCS game, right? Sure, sure. Austin, great stuff, man. We appreciate the time. Know you're busy. Uh, we think it's fantastic what you're doing to, uh, I guess, further the research with concussions, and we wish you the best with that. And we'll, we'll do our part to get you some royalties on uh, the BYU Sports Nation socks as well. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate it, man. All right, Austin. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Austin Colley on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. To me, he's the greatest receiver that's ever played here. Um, And he's right. Timing is really important. That 08 team was really good, but they played TCU and Utah. Utah finished number two. Incredible. Utah finished number two in the country and beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. BYU was 16th when they played eighth-ranked Utah. At the end of the regular season. Like, that's the greatest BYU-Utah game in terms of both being ranked that high ever. It was fantastic. TCU later won a Rose Bowl. I mean, that, like... year or two later, yeah. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Man. Those trends were amazing. Woo! Coming up, our Mission Impossible movie tie-in to six games on the BYU football schedule this season. It's coming out tonight. Yes, Love we're it. going there. Fall camp begins we're one going to week the movie? from today. I don't know. We probably should. Let's do it. Where does Athlon Sports see BYU finishing in each of their games this season? This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's keep it rolling. BYU Sports Nation, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. And we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Our friends at Athlon Sports released game-by-game predictions for the upcoming season. For BYU, across-the-board wins include McNeese State. Shocking. Utah State. Hawaii. UMass. Yeah. And New Mexico State. Guaranteed win. Five. So they are saying, it's across the board, wins. there are five wins for BYU. Hooray! Shout for joy! Well, no, that's good because then you swing a game or two, right? Well, we think so. Yeah. That's why we're so solid on six or seven. So exciting. Watch list season is in full swing. Two Cougars named a list today. Linebacker Adam Pulsifer is on the Werfel Trophy watch list, given to the FBS player that best combines exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement. The Spencer Linton Award. That's what we call it here. And safety Austin Kofensis is on the Paul Hornig Award watch list, given to the nation's most versatile player. The Detroit Lions announced defensive end Ziggy Ansah will open training camp on the physically unable to perform list, or PUP list. This is the second consecutive year Ansah will start the camp on the PUP list. Hey, get healthy. And Zach Blair just teed off at the Canadian Open in Oakville, Ontario. Daniel Summerhays tees off in the next five minutes. Native Canadian Mike Weir is one over. Honorary Coug Tony Fino is currently one under. Wow. A lot of uh, Cougs on the course in uh, Ontario. All, f- all four, which let's is awesome. Let's go. Well, we say it's three plus Tony Fino. He's Let, our honorary Coug. Let's go. Tony Fino has three top ten finishes in majors in the same season. That's pretty incredible. He's knocking on the door. What's the chance Tony Fino wins a major at some point moving forward? We'll let you think about that as we play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Number one, Jerem, what's the chance? Team Fredette wins its Super 16 game of the basketball tournament tomorrow night. 
I would say it's pretty high. Let's go like 70%. I know they're playing the Fort Wayne champs who won it a couple of years ago. Aren't they the ma- the mad ants? The mad ants or something. <laughs> Didn't uh, I think team for that added uh, a notable player, Jack Connolly or something like this, this nice big that can uh, be down low with Brandon Davis. I, I think team for that's got a good chance to uh, advance tomorrow. Yeah. 80%. I think if these teams play the game 10 times, Team for Debt's winning eight out of twelve 10. times. Yeah, eight, 80, 80%. Team for Debt is moving on to the round of eight. What do they call the round of eight in the basketball tournament? If I know it's the Super Sixteen. Do they have yeah. a name for the eight? Did you know those are technically copywritten? Like Sweet Sixteen is a specific yes. basketball yes. March Madness thing, right? Uh, number two, what's the chance Power Five expansion becomes Power Five reduction thanks to a growing trend of cord cutting? <sighs> With the way that things are going right now, by the time 2024 rolls around, I don't know that we'll see reduction, but I don't think that we'll see expansion either. So I'm going to say like 10 per- I'm going to say 10% that it's reduction, but I'm going to say 90% that it's kind of status quo. That we don't see any type of expansion because the money is kind of being moved in different areas and they're going to have to figure out how to do that. And as you said, they haven't figured out how to utilize streaming services and whatnot. So 10% that it becomes reduction, but 90% that it's status quo. There's no expansion. I go 1%. There is a chance that a Power 5 team doesn't become a power team anymore, but it's not high. Once you're in, you're in. Like, they protect their own. Those conferences generally protect their own. Like, Oregon State has not been a tremendous athletic program. They've had their years at times, you know, in football and hardly ever at basketball. But they're part of the group. You know what I mean? Not to mention Rutgers and the Big Ten. Well, they're a newer member, so, so they're in. But they're in. Once you're in, you're in. Like, BYU needed to get in in, like, the 60s or 70s. Not in 2018, where that door is mostly closed, and now we are hoping for expansion. Like, Ah, that's just a frustrating thing. BYU's been at the forefront of a lot of national uh, exposure, the Blue and White Sports Network and Sports West, before even the Mountain, of course. But BYU needs an invite. You can't just show up to this party. You gotta. Someone else has to open the door for you, right? Is There's there no handle. It's service? on the inside. Is there a streaming service that would ink a contract with BYU? You don't No, BYU already has one. It's called BYU TV. Are you saying like Amazon or yeah. Netflix? None of those have sports yet, right? They're waiting. They're wait like Twitter. Do you want to watch a game on Twitter? I do not. Major League Baseball has one game a week, or is it a day? I'm not sure. On Facebook Watch. And that's an established product where everyone has a regional net. I think there's a way we're we're a little ways off still of a like non-linear only medium to watch a game yeah. like you can't watch it on tv you can only watch it on amazon prime or whatever. the linear demand We're a little ways off the linear demand for That's live fun. sports i don't think is going anywhere anytime i want to watch it on my tv and, and i don't want, want to have to plug watch it, it in or use time. an app exactly you want to watch yes. it with friends around a big screen i don't want it to work i don't want it to buffer i don't want it to be fuzzy Correct. i don't i want it to, yeah you want it happening yeah. now and that's worth hundreds of dollars from me a month you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. it's a lot of dough. But is it enough to grow the product and create more demand, thus no, asking for no. more teams? Maintain the demand, hopefully, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. But the main- product is strong. It's strong. just how to watch it. How do you maintain People it? People watching football. How do you maintain no that linear Live. demand? 
Number three, Jerem, what's the chance Dylan Cauley catches more passes in his senior season at BYU than his previous season high of 56 catches at Hawaii? 40%. There's a chance. But I think if he got to the 50 mark, that would be a good number. BYU's hoping, and physically Dylan could be a 70-ish catch guy to me um, in that range. Is he a 100 guy? He's a little smaller than Austin. He can still be tremendously effective. Austin just told us that Dylan's IQ uh, in football is higher than his was at that age, so that's great. I think Dylan can make a real impact for BYU. That doesn't have to be 100 catches, 1,000 yards, right? That's a ton. I think if he's a 50, 500 and five guy, that would be an awesome season. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me in this is BYU wants to be multiple. They want to utilize a bunch of guys. They're going to use guys. multiple guys, probably. Yeah, they right? want to utilize so many different guys that I don't know that we're going to see bombastic numbers from any one person outside of the quarter. I don't think we see, we'll see, a thousand yard rush, a thousand yard receiver. Yeah, you know what, you know I, what don't, I mean? Like, I don't. And that, you can be successful without those. What if you have two 700 yard rushers? I would love that. That's better than one 1,100. Or how about rushing. three guys that catch 40-plus passes? Awesome. That'd be great. Let's go with it that. It is good to have the alphas, though. I would, I would I rather mean, yeah, have that. If I had to give a percentage, yeah, th- 30%. Just based on everything that I've heard and with how many different ways BYU wants to go, like it's going to be hard to put up a huge number for Dylan Colley. 30%. Coming up, watch list season continues. Two Cougars named to watch list. We'll update you on that. And it is mission possible for the BYU Cougars. We have modified six Mission Impossible movies to match up with the 2018 BYU football season, including a team that is clearly committed to eliminating the Cougars. This is BYU Sports Nation. No face swapping, please. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. One week from today, we will get you ready for BYU Fall Camp. The first practice is a week from today. It's BYU Sports Nation's Fall Camp Preview Show coming up next Thursday, August 1st, right here on BYU Sports Nation. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to join us live from Studio B for your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, our daily BYUSN rebroadcast. There's weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Mission Impossible Fallout, the sixth film, debuts in theaters worldwide today. So to celebrate the newest addition to a highly popular and global movie series, we have created modified synopses for all six movies with uncanny parallels. They match up with six games on the BYU football schedule in 2018. We think these are a six-mission possible project. Mission Possible 1, Utah. Kalani Sataki, an American football agent under false suspicion of disloyalty to BYU, must discover and expose the real spy in the circle, Kyle Whittingham. <laughs> I really like this movie. Like the dangle, you know, of, of there is Kalani Sataki. Can we get him to do that? I don't know. Well, yeah, and not yeah. to put out spoilers, yeah. if you haven't seen Mission Impossible, the first one, where have you been? Yeah, where have you been? All, but it's, it's all about... The big boss who you think's a good guy against Ethan Hunt, right? Yep. Mission Possible 2, Cal. Agent Tom Homo is sent to Berkeley 20 years earlier to infiltrate the Golden Bear program. His mission, should he choose to accept it, 
is to plant a critical weakness that Kalani Sataki can exploit and overthrow Cal with 20 years later in Provo. <laughs> so that's why Tom was there? I didn't know that. Maybe it's 3 and 1 versus Cal. I don't know if they've needed to. Well, maybe Tom's help with that, right? Yeah. Mission Possible 3, Arizona. Agent Kalani Satake comes into conflict with a dangerous and infamous quarterback arms dealer in Tucson, Kevin Sumlin, who threatens the demise of the entire 2018 season. <laughs> he's a quarterback whisperer. And by the way, Matt Bushman's from Tucson. Uh, Case so he's Ke- on the movie poster. Case Keenum, Johnny Manziel, and now Khalil Tate. I named my kid after that quarterback, quarterback. arms I really dealer. Like him. <laughs> Mission Possible 4, Ghost Protocol or Game Protocol, UMass. The BYU football program is shut down when it's implicated in the November bombing of high-level BYU offensive officials, causing Kalani Satake and his new staff to go rogue and clear their team's name against Minutemen mercenaries. Listen, there is some revenge factor in this one. In the, what is it, game protocol? You must beat BYU in Provo! <sighs> Still can't believe yeah, that Yeah, it's time to clear the team's name against the Minutemen. Mission Possible 5, Rogue Nation, or Coog Nation, Wisconsin. Kalani Satake and his team take on their most impossible mission yet, <laughs> eradicating the Badger Rain in Western Big Ten country. A rogue program as highly skilled as any in the country and committed to eliminating the Cougars. <laughs> this is, no kidding, the synopsis for Mission Impossible 5 says it's the most impossible mission yet. It's Wisconsin on the 2018 that is football the most schedule. Impossible mission, but we're calling this Mission Possible. Dang it, dang it! And finally, Mission Possible Six: Fallout or Football, Boise State. Kalani Satake and his BYU team, along with some familiar allies in the Jeff Grimes organization, race against time after several missions gone wrong on the volatile blue turf. Three losses by one point. Now's the time, baby. Mission Possible. I wish we would have incorporated the uh, the syndicate bad guy from the fifth movie. <laughs> but I really sound like the mouse from you do. Z- Zootopia. Yes, I you some, do. I, I some. Taylor Campbell. I some. Yeah. Mission Possible. Hey, let's go. Who's the Tom? Tanner Mangum. You got to be the Tom Cruise of this. One do, through six. Do your own stunts. That guy's insane, man. You need to get your 12-second movie review uh, ready after we see this movie. Yeah. Are we going tonight? Let's go. Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything tonight, I don't think. Oh, I have a I have a two week old. Oh, I can't go. Crap. <laughs> you have a two month old, right? Or something? Almost four month old. Four months? Whoa! Yeah. Where'd the time go? I know, right? Coming up, why Ziggy Ansah isn't on the field for the Detroit Lions at training camp, and which three star football recruit has returned from his two year mission trip? Jerem, he ready to play? This is BYU Sports Nation. A two year mission. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, the great Austin Colley. His teammate, Dennis Pitta. <sighs> Ran out of time, man. You act like we're like, oh, man, sorry. If you missed any part of today's show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. 2016 BYU signee and three-star linebacker Solofa Funa. He's back from his mission from Anchorage, Alaska. Is he warm yet? Two Cougars named to watch list today. Linebacker Adam Pulsifer on the Werfel Trophy watch list given to the FBS player that best combines exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement. And safety Austin Kavensis is on the Paul Horning Award watch list 
given to the nation's most versatile player. Lavelle Edwards Stadium updated the banners on the west side of the stadium. They feature Dennis Pitta, Jim McMahon, and Fred Warner. The stadium had time for Dennis. Cougars in the NFL. The Detroit Lions announced defensive end Ziggy Ansah will open training camp on the physically unable to perform list. This is the second consecutive year Ansah will start camp on that pup list. Come on. Cougars in the PGA. Three former Cougars are playing in the Canadian Open in Oakville, Ontario today. Tony Finau is one under through 17. Zach Blair is one under through two. Daniel Summerhays is even through one. And Mike Weir is one over through 15. Back to you. Thanks, Jerem. Is that a seven iron in your hand? <laughs> yes. How'd you know? It's my favorite club. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who shall we deem worthy of the Rise and Shout? Yeah, who gets it? Uh, Austin Kofensis. Hopefully he can see the field somehow. He moved to safety. He got a bunch of run, pun intended, last year. But hopefully we can uh, see him be versatile on the field. Okay, so between fall camp last year and actual games last year, how many different positions has he played? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and now... And now safety. safety. He played safety in Springville. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Put him on the D-line see what he can do. I think he's a good candidate for the Paul Horning Award. We'll let him, watch let him kick a PAT. That's <laughs> not that hard, right? Our question of the day. Which three current players would you like to see right now on the side of Lavelle Edwards Stadium with some banner love at Jake R. Camp? Bushman, Taki Taki, and Mangum after Tanner brings the magic back this season. I'd say Mo Longy, but I don't think any other banners would fit after his was put up. Boom! Our elite voice of the day at E. Gibbons 9. Got to go with the guys on watch list. Adam Pulsifer, Werfel watch list. Tanner Mangum, AFCA Good Works Team nomination, and Ului Lapuaho for determination. Plus, he loves horse meat. What? Yes, that's his favorite food. It's on his bio. So he loves playing Boise State. On the determination watch list, Ului de- Lapuaho. The 100 most determined players in college football. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand at BYUSN.com. Find our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. Can we have some more espionage music at some point moving forward? I really like that. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Mitch Payne. 37 days away from BYU football opening the season against the quarterback's arms dealer, Kevin Sumlin. This is BYU Sports Nation. See you tomorrow.